Hi folks and thanks for listening to this Tortoise Shack podcast. This conversation we had almost two weeks ago now with, uh, with Porg Wilson McCarthy, a school teacher who who posted a tweet that went viral uh, outlining how the average rent in Dublin was now more than his net monthly take-home pay. Uh, it's a great conversation with a really, really excellent communicator and such a lovely, lovely character. Uh, do check out his podcast, The Voice Note Podcast. He's on episode two, and I really have had a great laugh listening to it. As I said before, young people scare me. Porg absolutely terrifies me because he's he's so bloody talented. If you like what we do, if you enjoy the podcasts that we put out, please help us. Please keep the show on the road. It's patreon.com forward slash tortoise It's the price of a fancy cup of coffee once a month and you get access to the podcasts as quickly as I turn them around. So you'd have had this one over a week ago. We know it's tough out there. We really appreciate every cent we get, but we do need it. Well, it's it's wonderful that so many people listen and it is absolutely thousands of people are listening. We need some of you to help pay it forward to keep this platform viable. Help us keep these mics on. We don't have ads. We don't have sponsors. Uh, I'll tell you straight. We've had people offer to advertise with us, but we ask a couple of short questions and is, do you pay a living wage? Do you recognize unions? And are you an ethical business? And then the phone call goes very quiet. And that's why we believe the Patreon model can work. It's patreon.com forward slash tortoise shack. The link is in the podcast you're listening to right now. I won't delay any further. Enjoy what I think is a first of many conversations with a really, really, really brilliant character. Thanks again, Park, and do check out his pod. Hello and welcome to the Echo Chamber podcast. My name is Tony Groves, and we're back talking generation rent, housing, how it's all linked, how it's uh, effectively a situation whereby we have, we've been saying this for many years, Martin, about was the first generation now that was worse off than their parents were at the same age, that 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 phenomena played out back when we started this in 2017. We're now moving into a second generation of that, actually, and it's you know that just one it just shows we're getting old, um, and two that it, the situation hasn't improved in those in those few years between now and then. Um, I do want to put a plug in at the beginning. If if you're hearing this before Saturday the the 26th, uh, Parnell Square, raise the roof. That's where we'll be. That's where we hope thousands of you will be. Fingers crossed. Um, it's a good turnout. Promise you a family fun, entertaining day. It looks like there's going to be a bit of music, a bit of entertainment. But above all else, we need to say enough is enough on this. Anyway, um, we are delighted to be joined on the podcast for the first time by Park Wilson McCarthy, who is a school teacher in Dublin and a proud Corkman and host of the Voice Note podcast, uh, which I listened to yesterday evening. And his first guest was no none other than his mother. Um, and it was a great insight. Park, thank you for so much for taking the time to talk to us. Thanks for thanks for having me. I'm delighted to be delighted to be chatting to you. Listen, um, I I want to I'll be completely honest. You came to our attention, obviously, because we cover housing a lot and we try to talk about personal stories and what it means. Yeah. But you're a school teacher in Dublin and you put up when the average rents came out this month, you put up a tweet and it said my my take home pay is the same as the average rent now is in Dublin. Uh, and it, I think it went viral, basically, and I, I was I was on it early. Can you just give me a sense of someone who's who? First of all, how long you're in Dublin, and how what's your actual housing situation like? And without giving out too much detail, yeah, how do you look, find it? I'm an open book about about it, to be honest, because I think the more more people that speak about their personal situations, the better. Um, I'm I'm two years up in Dublin now. Um, I've moved moved up August 2020. 
like everyone else got a few notions during the lockdown and I said, look, I wanted something different. I'll try Dublin. So moved up in 2020. I was living in a house in Blanchardstown at the time. And there was now when I say a house, it was it was a hovel. Is the only way you could describe it, right? I went and I viewed it. Um, and fortunately, the housemates were they were great crack. We got on really well. And I kind of I knew myself if I move into a new city, I want to be living with people who I'm going to get on with. So I took the house anyway. But look, very quickly, it became not fit for purpose. You know what I mean? There was, you know, we were missing cabinets in, in the in the kitchen. They had no doors, you know. Uh, the, the, the shower would work some days. Other days, you were washing yourself out of, the, out of the sink. And, you know, it was a four-bed house. There was six of us squashed into it. There was a couple. There was um, one room downstairs being used. What should have been the dining room was being used as a, as a bedroom. And I think towards the end and when, when things started reopening again, we all kind of reassessed and we said, look, we're going to move on. Um. I wanted to come closer to work, so I moved to Drumcondra. But in the interim, when we when we left that that house go, um, I, there was nothing. I couldn't get anything, you know. So I'm here. I'm doing these viewings, and you know these these pictures of houses where you've got you know viewings on, and there's a hundred people in the queue. They're so real because I've been in those queues, and they're not a place you want to be. Mm. But I'll give you I'll give you one or two good ones there. Now I went to some viewings. Um, it, it, look in in the in the meantime I was I was couch surfing, so I was essentially living with friends on their couch. When I when I came back to work last September, twelve months, I was I was sleeping on a couch for how long? Uh, do you mind me for, asking? For for about four between four and six weeks, I would imagine. So do you know uh, anywhere else internationally you would have been deemed homeless for that for that period? I would imagine so. You Ireland doesn't count couch surfers, but you but you were effectively yeah. homeless. Now, yeah. It was a very comfortable couch. It was in a friend, you know, under friend's I know, but it's and it was still a and couch. Was it's but it was still, still a, couch a couch at the same yeah. time. And what what I should stress is, you know, here I am kind of making light of it. It was an awful time. It was so stressful. I was just back to work. You know, you're getting your head around things. COVID is still there at, at this point, you know. We didn't know whether we were coming or going. We're getting one direction here. We're getting one direction there. I'm working in a school. I'm going back to, to this, um, to my friend's house potentially carrying COVID. We didn't really know at the time, uh, which was so stressful, you know? Um, and at that point I was like, I just need to pack it in. But I kept at it. I went to viewings. Some of the viewings, you go with that, like, you know? I know. I oh, no, one. no, go on. Give us an insight. Go I, on. I went to, there's two that I'll always remember. There was one in Eastwall I went to. It wasn't very expensive. It was around, I, I think around 500 a month, right? No, which is expensive, but in terms of what you, in comparison, it wasn't. And I walked in and lo again, lovely girls showing me around the house and they opened the door into this room. And the first thing that struck me was there was, there was, um, a ladder. Right. And I was kind of looking and I was like, there's no mirror in the room. And I was like, well, I just said to her, I was like, are you painting or what, what are you doing? And she's like, no, the ladder's to pull the curtain. And I looked up into the corner and there's this <laughs> tiny little window with a little curtain. But the only way you could get up was to pull to pull the curtain was to get on the step ladder first. Right. right. Okay. So you would know you couldn't see the outside world. So that, that was one thing. And we were chatting and the next thing the whole place starts vibrating. And I was going to think, are we in the middle of a of an earthquake here? But it was it was the train coming across the, the track nearby. So that was kind of me being like, look, maybe not, not for me. Um, but um, left there anyway. And the same day, it was funny because myself and my friend who were living together in Blanchester were, were looking at the same places just, you know, at different times. And we'd meet for a coffee and I was like, have you been there yet? And she's like, yeah. She's like, what did you think? And I was like, awful. And we we're like, right, we'll go about our ways again. But I went to a house in Fibsborough and this was, this place was for per month, it was more than 700 quid. Um, and again, walked in and it was a downstairs, what should have been a living room. 
walked in and there was uh, there was a window, but the window was boarded up um, with metal. So there was no natural light apart from a little bit at the top that you could open. Um, and I was like, what's the story with the um, with the, the window being boarded up? And she was like, oh, it's for everyone's privacy. And I was like, okay. And I was like, but you can open it, right? And she's like, I don't think you'd want to open it. And I was like, why? And she was like, it opens into the communal bathroom. Oh, for God's sake. So I was like, you know <laughs> what happens in a communal bathroom in a house of strangers. And I'm going to open this window to get some air and it's going to be someone else's bodily now, 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 I can't... wafting in on top of it. Like, I have to confess, 30 years ago, I worked as a Latin agent. So I've seen some of the worst mm. of the worst that's out there. Yeah. But the difference is you weren't paying top dollar for the worst of the worst. But that's the thing, Martin. Like, I, I, mean, I mean, like, I'm not. I, 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 People might think that I could be a bit of a princess sometimes. You know what I mean? I mean, I've got a window in my room now. It looks out into the back of the chipper, but I'm glad, damn glad that I can look out at something. You know what I mean? Mm. Um. But these were just so grim. And like, you have to think about mentally, you know, if you're going to be in a house with people and you get on with them, great. But, you know, it's, it's, you know, if you're moving in with strangers, not everyone's going to want to share, you know, time together all the time. So if you're going to spend a lot of time inside in this room, you want to make sure, A, there's fresh air and B, there's sunlight, yeah. at least, at a minimum, you know. Whether well, it's, it be it's that you're even talking else. about you're renting a house, but really you're just renting a bed in a house. Yeah. That's yeah. all and in that house in, and that in that house in particular, they had two living rooms downstairs, both converted into bed, bed, bedrooms, and they had this tiny, tiny kitchen. And the only thing that was in the kitchen that you could sit at was a little um was two stools and a little counter. I would assume cut in half, like it was it mm. wasn't even the depth of a, a normal kitchen but, counter, and that was the living space. So another, you didn't even have a couch to sit down on. There's another one famous in Fibsbury. You can see it from one of the main roads and I don't want to call out anybody in case, but it's, it's quite funny because when you're walking up the road, you can see the window. They've split the window with a partition wall because they've converted it into another. Yeah, and but but there's an but that but that entire sort of section they would have referred to it as flatland, but now it's been you know. But 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 do you mind me asking then? Because you've got your your school teacher, you're supposed to be you know supposed to be able to on a good job, a steady a steady income, and um, making your way. Are you finding it hard to actually make ends meet on on a month to month basis? To be honest, I am. You know what I mean? Um, like, I'm living in Drumcondra now, right? We're sharing the rent between four. Fortunately, very good friends of mine and a room came up just at the right time for me. And I was very, very, very lucky to be able to move in with them. Can, um, can I be, can I interrupt and just yeah. say, listen, listeners, I'm sick of people saying I'm very lucky. We shouldn't have to be yeah. very lucky. Go ahead, Boric. Sorry. But, but it's com- it's comparing it to everyone else's situation. You see some dire situations. Um, and I've been on Facebook groups where people are literally pleading, does anyone have anything that they can give me? You know? Um, but so we're, everything is split four ways. So fortunately, I'm not paying that top, you know, I'm not paying, uh, renting that, you know, that two and a half grand home because there's no way that I'd be able to afford that because that that literally is my my monthly monthly wage. But mixed with high rents, uh, you've also got the cost of living, which is absolutely outrageous at the moment, right? Um, and and fuel, even to get, you, you know what? I love going home to Cork. I find myself going less and less because the thought of, you know, hopping in the car and having to fill fill the tank in diesel, I can't do it anymore. Do you know, I'm, you know, when I get home, I like to be able to get around. So I like to bring the car home. But, you know, you're hopping on the bus. Then it's taken about six or seven hours to get home. Uh, but I do. I, fi- I, c- I find it quite difficult. 
I'm able to make ends meet. I'm able to get from paycheck to paycheck. There have been times where, you know, things happen. You, you know, the, the tire bursts in your car or something goes awry and you have to, you know, you have that extra payment. And there's times where I've had to ask my parents to bail me out. Um, fortunately, I'm able to manage, manage, not comfortably. But the pro- the idea of having a savings account now is... But isn't it, I do remember 30 years ago, teachers, nurses, guards, anything like that. The adverts used to be there, professionals wanted. Mm. And these were the professionals that landlords wanted in houses. They wanted teachers, they wanted guards, they wanted nurses. And by doing that, they were excluding those who were further down what we'll call the, the rental chain. That's the... The, the mom and dad with three kids, they found totally. it harder to get properties or the single mom found it extremely difficult. How is yeah. she going to pay the price of what four professionals are paying yeah. for a house? It's just not there for her. Mm-hmm. I'm finding it really strange that professionals, and I would call you a professional, you've gone to college, you've learned what yeah. you need to do, you're teaching other people's kids, that there is no home space for you in the entire city of Dublin. It's just really dumbfounding. It, it is it, dumbfounding. It is. And and it's echoed and I see it. And you know, we've spoken about it a lot this week with colleagues and even the ones who are homeowners, they're like, well, my daughter's in the same position or my niece is in the same position and they're nurses and they're this and they've all got really good jobs and we're all in the same position. I live with I live with three teachers. Um and I, I, I there's three teachers all together and I live with, with another guy that works in tech. We're all, you know, professionals we're all hard workers we're all out of work every day we can't get anywhere to live and it was just about two weeks ago our landlord came to the door about two days before the whole um uh, eviction ban was due to come in and he told us really nice guy right really nice guy and it hasn't it's not formal but he's just letting us know look i'm going to let you know that you will be served your notice soon because i'm selling up basically so here i am two years in dublin third time on the hunt for home that's i mean See, this is the this is the reality. This is what I mean. We go back to it, Martin. You remember when Emmett Kieran was last in, and he talked about people living a life delayed. You know, it's because there was a passage of of a rite of passage of how you kind of got on. You got your Absolutely. job. You moved up. You you maybe lived in the bedsit, then you got whatever it was, and then you were able to cobble you money didn't together. Have to live in a bedsit. You could no. get a nice self-contained, yeah, flat in rat mines for thirty-five quid a week. I know because I had it. But Park, how long? This is how long have you been a teacher now? I'm I I've, I'm seven years. Seven years teaching now. Yeah, so years, which, uh, you would assume at this point I would have a, you know a, some form of stability. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Sometimes I think I'm, I think I'm hardly thirty, am I? But then at the same time, I'm thirty now. Do you know what I mean? And, and these are things I need to be thinking about. Yeah, and can I can and just on okay, so seven years teaching, thirty years of age, dipping into savings, having to maybe ask your mom and dad for for if 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 you know you have an a, a, out of do you know do you know under a lot of categories of deprivation martin that this that the state actually cover if you can't afford you know to take a couple of hits you're considered at risk of risk poverty of yeah absolutely yeah. and and th- and that is where why we're saying that i think the statistics that came out recently show that there's been a 60% uplift of people who are at work 
who are now falling into that risk of poverty category. And I know that's not, you know, Parag, I'm saying it to you now. Mm. And, and, and yeah. I hope you, I hope you but, don't think I'm saying it in a... In a, in a no, no, in a, absolutely not. I'm just saying... I'm very aware I'm living it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But, but yeah. do you not think the lives that, the, the, as you said, Tony, it's the, it's the lives delayed and it's not even delayed. It's, it's time that's stolen from you. You know, you yeah. and I, Tony, could live a life, go out, be single, you know, live that life, have your own place. Okay, you weren't rich. You weren't saving a whole lot of money, but you were actually experiencing life. And again, you said you're lucky. You're sharing with four other people, with three other people, is it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's, there's three other. Three, yeah, so you're, you're sharing, with, but but I mean, I'm assuming you you have a social life. You want to have a love life. You want to be able to. Of course, of course. And look, we make like I make I, we make it work. You know, we have a few drinks at home before we go out. And I did go and look. I say I knew a friend of mine was getting married this summer, so I saved up and I said lo- no to loads of things because she was getting married in Greece, and we were all going to go. And I went and I had a great time. I came back and I didn't have two pennies to scratch together. Do you know, so so it's like it's like it's it's picking and choosing now you know what I mean and you really have to think about it and like I even hear now like we were chatting last night and we were like what what you know um we get a Christmas night in now all the housemates together before before we go off and we were like you know what weekends you're free and they're like well I'm free this weekend and that weekend but I'm not going out because I won't be able to afford it otherwise do you know these kind of things and I'm hearing that more and more and look we're, we're lucky we get to go out and I know I'm saying we're lucky again but we do we get to go out and we get to enjoy ourselves but like it's not it's the I, Sunday morning then when you wake up and you look at your bank balance and you're like how did I have four or five drinks last night and now I'm 200 euro down oh yeah yeah, yeah because yeah, it, was, yeah. it was it was 30 quid for, for a taxi to get out from town to Drumcondra yeah. Do you know, know what I mean? There's, 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 a, and I see this thing you shouldn't have to worry about. You should be able to, this is about participating in society. You have, you should have a stake in society. And when we hear, and I know I saw someone call on the Tonisha to apologize for his grasses and greener comments recently because yeah. he, you know, was it was a silly comment he made. I it do think ri- it was a ridiculous comment. And I mean, he knows that, do you know, yeah. as well but as anybody he, else. But does he, Park? But and this he, is, I was thinking about this and I was really thinking about this. He doesn't have the life experience to know. He well, simply doesn't. You know what? You're dead right. He's always lived a privileged, li- privileged life, probably. You know what I mean? But but you mu- you'd have to be totally blind to mm. not be able well, to maybe, see. Maybe just don't care about other people. But no, no. You got to remember, he, he did make the comment years ago, famously, get a loan from the bank of mum and dad. Yeah. yeah, And, yeah. That, and, and, and you know, so, so it, is, it, is, it is of a piece. But I do think to a generation like yours, Park. Mm-hmm. It's 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 just complete. And then when we see the figures, I I put it out today. I asked the question on Twitter, and everybody said, "Oh, more." I said, "How many? Which which local authority in Dublin built the most houses in the first six months?" And people, said, oh, it must be Fingal. Oh, I'd say it might be Dunleary Rat Down. They had a, the trick. It was a trick question. None of them built any. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. Zero. Yeah, it's yeah. six. Zero homes it's built. Sickening. It's sickening. And do you know as well what I need to touch off? And I don't know if you want to bring it up later or whatever. No, no, please is, go. Is what it's doing, and I, I can only speak personally from the education system, yeah. but what it's doing to our schools. Yeah. Okay. And you can see it in our hospitals and mm-hmm. our doctors. There's, there's. I told this story to someone recently and they couldn't believe it. I'm, again, two years in Dublin, not to be like a broken record. I cannot get a GP in Dublin. So therefore, if I'm unwell, I have to go to Cork to my GP. Right. And uh, we're in school here um, and I've seen it echoed everywhere. And you guys are active on Twitter. You'll have seen it too. Sunday evenings from seven, eight, nine, ten o'clock principals. Is there anyone 
at all who can yeah. come to sub in our schools tomorrow. Yeah. We don't have subs. Same thing this morning. Our message went around. We have no cover for this. We have no. Can we get a dig out for this? Can we get a dig out for that? I've got no cover for this. So what are we doing? Two things. We're bringing our learning support teachers out of their practice and putting That's them right. into the, the mainstream classroom. So the kids that they're supporting, the ones with the greatest needs are suffering. Second of all, fortunately, where I am, we're close enough to a teaching college. So the teaching students are coming in and teaching here instead of going to college. Now, that was fine during COVID. They were allowed to do it. They're not meant to be doing it anymore. So they're lying. Okay. They're great. They bring great ideas, but that's not their position. And that's not what they should be doing. And what I'm, what's happening is I'm here speaking to these students in the staff room, chatting away. I've met two or three new faces a week. And I'm like, oh, like, you know, are you going to hang around next year? Will you move home or what? You know, they are out of here. Yeah. They are. Not, they wouldn't want to be in Dublin. Why would they? They haven't. They haven't got two room. And the only reason that they're coming into sub is because they don't have the money and they need the money. And I have. I you have know? a twenty-five-year-old daughter just about to finish college, her last year of college, and she's saying to me, "I think I'll go rent and." She's living with me all her life. She's going, mm. "I think I'll go rent and." And I'm kind of laughing. I'm going, "Have you really looked at renting in Dublin yet?" Yeah. And and yeah. then she'll go, yeah, I might have to move elsewhere, you know, and it's yeah. that's just. And it's sad. It's so sad because I saw that happen years ago when yeah. my sister's age group had to go because there was no jobs. Mm. And she moved to Australia 15 years ago, had a hoolie. Of course, you know what happens to Cork people when they move abroad. They marry a Cork person. Yeah. So she met a, <laughs> she met a Cork. This is funny, actually. She went to his Debs with somebody else. They didn't know each other and, and a couple of years later they're over in Australia. They bump into one another and now they're married with a family. Uh, but um, yeah, but you're they right went about that the- generation. I mean, if I look at my brothers and sisters and I'm I'm around the 50 mark, I have a brother in Australia, I have a brother in America, I have a sister in the UK, all of them there lifetime. There's no coming yeah. back. These people are never coming back. You know, they'll visit once but, in a while. But and we it. should and we and we need to move past now. But what's different is we used to have this awful thing of like we export some of our people. Now people are being forced with the case of, well, I, I'm getting out of here, as Porrick said. Yeah. I'm yeah. getting out of here. And when you look at our schools, I mean, you mentioned our hospitals. I mean, the last time I was in an A&E, I was sitting in a in a in a um a triage room mm-hmm. and there were signs on the triage room that I'd never seen before and 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 one of them was that if you're releasing people into homelessness please call this number and I thought to myself going I'm in a kind of place for young teenagers here and they're talking about people where, where who was were, this it, this was in town in um, an A&E Tony was it in in a triage section yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're and you're it's, sitting there, and 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 you're you're talking about people who are sitting there, and they're thinking, where are we bringing these people to? And and there was phone numbers for people to ring just in case, because they said a lot of people were coming in of no fixed abode, or they were but, in. But I, as well, you see it outside the GPO anytime you're in town in the evening. Yes, yeah, yeah. they're 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 setting up with for food and like fair play to them, but there's. Hundreds of people, that's, and that's the Muslim sisters. That's the Muslim sisters, yeah. And that. and none of the, none. And and the thing about it is, not many in that queue look homeless. Do you but know that? But that's, that's it's not. It's, look it's, of, it's no. That's it's, what, that's, it's people that's, struggling. Actually, I'm glad you said it, Mark, yeah. because yeah. it's an it's a brilliant thing to to bring up. Because the Tanishta also said when he was asked by Gavarelli at the weekend about the uh, level of homelessness under his, he's nearly 15 years in government by the time he's finished, has mm-hmm. gone from about 1,500 to now over 11,000 which will be in the next, when the statistics come out yeah, soon. Totally, totally. And, 
Uh, but what he said was there's many reasons for it. He said there's, you know, family breakup, addiction issues, mental health problems. Now, I, try, I challenge anyone to to live in a precarious life and not have mental health issues yeah. or, 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 yeah. or some sort of dependency. But more importantly, the biggest cause of homelessness under their policy is what unfortunately what's happened to you being served, served eviction. with an eviction notice. Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. is the truth. And, and that's not those people don't look homeless because they don't look like. They've no. the wife kicked them out because he was he absolutely, had a gap, you know, absolutely. Look, you look at a movie, or you, you know what I mean. You see a TV program, and you have that stereotypical look of someone who's yeah. homeless. That's not what we're seeing in Dublin. But also, anymore. what, what I, I, it really strikes me because it's the GPO. It strikes me because it's the GPO. Mm-hmm. Those men that took the GPO in 1916, exactly. if you brought them back now and you said, this is what the GPO is today, we feed hungry people outside. Of, these are working people. And we feel, what would Connolly say? What would Connolly say? Connolly say, what the fuck is going on exactly. in this it's like it, He'd say, get off your knees is yeah. what he'd say. Yeah, and, get uh, up off your goddamn knees and get rid of so them. so true. And, they, you know, it's funny because we were only looking at, like, the likes of, um, I was teaching recently Daniel O'Connell and stuff, and it was echoing in my mind. All I was thinking was, like, Jesus, like, what all they've done, mm. and we're sitting here, you know, um, whinging and complaining, and rightfully so, because the government are is it are doing nothing for the people, and they fought for the right for us to have a parliament and, and for us to have Tony, a government. In Tony Dublin. interviewed Liam Cunningham last week, and I, I watched the the wind that shakes the barley, and Liam had a line in it: "All you've done is changed the accents and the color of the flag, and it's really, yeah. really difficult to see that that is not the situation." Yeah. Totally. Can I can, can I change tack with you for a moment, if you don't mind, and just talk about the other other aspect of some of the things that we've seen? I don't know. If, there's been a lot. There's we're a different country to where where we were in many ways. We see there's mm-hmm. a and this is why I talk about raise the roof and why we saw the power of repeal, the power of marriage equality. But we see what's happened in in East Wall and some of the and that's and it's not the pick on East Wall. East Wall is a diverse community. That's that's. Totally. that's it's uh, totally. just it's just that it happens to be the one the latest thing that's happened yeah. but yeah. but we also have seen sadly more prominent problems for people in the lgbt community whereby mm-hmm. and this rhetoric and it's the same rhetoric of the i'm going to put i'm going to i'm going to say it, some of the people who went out and stirred issues in east wall operate in the same circles that 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 do the anti not some Money, and we know the people, and it actually some of them actually share share a, a, an office address, but that's for a different day when we mm-hmm. can when we can talk freely about it. Porg, have do, do you feel that it, the the city is less safe for members of the LGBT community? You know, one of the main factors of me moving to Dublin was the fact that look, I I had been in Melbourne, I, I I worked in Melbourne for a year, and you know there was a fabulous scene, and there was great this, and there was drag shows, and it was just amazing. And and when I before I moved, there was that in Cork too. Mm. When I came back, you know, a lot of my gay friends had moved away. Some were still abroad, some were still in Dublin. So I was like, I'm going to go to Dublin. You know, it's it's a it's a massive part of who I am. So like, yeah. you know, I want to experience that life. Um. And be at all the cultural things and be at all this and that and the other. Um, and I did. And I came up here. And it's just, it's more more common than ever that you're hearing of, you mm. know, Dame Street, George Street, people being attacked. Very recently, myself and two of my very good friends, Kevin and PJ, were, were in town having a few drinks. Kevin said it actually passed away. Uh, 
a couple of weeks uh, previously and we, we'd forced them to come up because myself and PJ are both living here and we were like look we'll have a lovely weekend we'll just chill mm. out we'll go for a few drinks we'll have a nice dinner and we did and we are having a great crack and we're walking across uh, one of the bridges in town uh, the one going on to Cable Street I'm not sure what the, is it Parliament Bridge I'm not sure yeah um, yeah. yeah Parliament Bridge and this guy uh, just came just stood in front of us and he was like where are you going and we were like we're just we were just like we're just going across here and he shouted you effing effers and yeah. just took his can and PJ pres- like PJ presents in uh, you know he's tall mm. he wear he, he sometimes wears skirts and he had a skirt on this evening and um, he just took the ca- a can of beer and threw it at him and it bounced off him and we just ran um, and we, we just that's kept going awful. that's um, fucking awful. and we were we were shaking and, but that's and he awful. ran after us. And if, if it weren't for the bouncers in Panty Bar yeah. on Capel Street, just letting us go straight and explaining, um, we I I have no doubt that we would have been attacked that night. And you hear it even in, in what we call gay spar, the gay spar. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like our our, uh, our HQ, as some, some might call it. Um, a drag queen just, just last week after doing a shift in the George yeah. walked in just to get some bits before she went home and she was brutally brutally assaulted mm. and it's not it's not look sticks and stones and all of that yeah. we've heard the F word we've heard that slur we've you know we've taken that the, the queer slur and we've turned it around and we're using it in a positive way again mm. and like oh, look words are fine they're you know what I mean they're, they are hurtful but to be absolutely to be physically assaulted to the point where you're being hospitalised yeah no, but even, in your even city the words, even the words parky you know you're you have to live in the city. You're working in the city. Yeah. You're, doing, you're part of the community. You know? I, I'm just, I'm, I'm flabbergasted that somebody would think that they have the fucking right to say anything. She never you mind all, do you anything. see all the footage of the Maref and everyone was delighted yeah. and we are delighted and it was amazing. And what a moment, because I was just coming out at the time. So it was a huge thing for me. And, you know, it's you know there was it was was it up at Dublin Castle and they had all these yeah. um, fantastic you know scenes of you know when the vote was announced and everything, um and just down the road then you know however many years later twenty nearly twenty twenty three and people are being bottled yeah for just and, wearing uh, different uh, clothes or where uh, you know what I mean and and, and like so I always think of um it must be nearly a year ago uh, Martin we were interviewing Mark O'Halloran who's 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 just brilliant by the way I absolutely mm-hmm. adore Mark but he was talking about you know it was again it was about back about housing again he was talking about being you know a single older man trying mm-hmm. to buy a place and he's since since then he's actually managed to buy a place which was well, but that's it's good. been I didn't know that but 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 it's been, it's take but it's taken decades and and he works his arse off and he's mm-hmm. a very accomplished writer and actor but one of the funny things was he said everybody tried to do something they, they'd say to him well if you can't afford there go live in fucking Leitrim and he'd be like oh, he'd go he'd go listen I'm gay I want I yeah. want like, you know what I mean I, I need I, I need at least the George every no, fortnight he, he said if he don't, he said if I, mean? he said if I can't hear a samba beat <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah 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 absolutely <laughs> so like I mean and, and who the fuck is anybody to tell someone go live somewhere else oh sure this, I know I know but that's but, this is the but that's also you know if you look at the broader picture that's the gentrification of the city that's really what's happened yeah um, people are being told go fuck off live somewhere else that's what they're being told can I well, just say on that though, the the commu- the the gay the the LGBTQ community in Dublin hmm. are uh, some of the most strongest people 
and you won't they won't be silenced and they won't be stopped and it's just it like that's that's the one thing no one's going to shy away no one's not going to go on Dame Street next week or on George yeah. Street or walk across Parliament Bridge they will do and we will do in numbers as well because we're like we have to do it because there's no point in shying away from it because we're then they're winning well, yeah. it's no. kind of you know when you're talking. Well, you about are doing checking it, yourself. You're checking yourself. But but, but, al- but yeah. allies need to be need to be aware of it as well. Let's tell totally. the truth. Like I mean, like totally. the onus the onus comes back on on on, on allies because it's no good me retweeting Porig after an event. You know, mm-hmm. um, no, no, no. no I, I agree, and we see it. You know, I suppose because I am gay, I obviously surround myself with people who are either gay or an ally. Do you know what I mean? Do you so, find it? Do you find it's a factor when you're looking for a place, Park? When you're looking for a place I have to in end? the past been mindful of how I act at a viewing. Why? Because if you're walking into a household f- full of typically straight men, mm-hmm. um, the last thing you want to do is be, be presenting a very camp or anything like that because you know you're not going to get that room. Because s- some straight men, unfortunately, still see you as, well, you know, you know the deluded type. Yeah, who think well? They, well, if they're gay, they must fancy me. Hmm. Oh, and for I'm like, God's sake! Oh, that no, won't me. even cross. Mar- Mar- you know what I mean? Mar- and I'm Mar- like, please, Martin. You know, you, I mean, you, you know, I'm chuck. You know, I love myself. In the gay community, who actually have a skincare routine, you are the last person now. <laughs> you know, on my radar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I can say that. I can say that. I mean, I, now what would I be worried about? I don't yeah. have a skincare. Yeah, routine. yeah. But this is the thing, and these are the things that you have to, you have to be yeah. worried about. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. Um, I, I, look, it's 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 very fair, but it's very valid. But we also think, you know, I just. Again, it's it's that intersectionality, and uh, if we were talking about. Uh, you know, uh, crises that overlap. Poor old Porg, you've, you've, you've taken on the mall. You're, know, you're yeah, an, yeah, outsi- yeah, an, an outsider, a young person moving. Free, moving yeah, yeah. I got bait with a stick, didn't I really? <laughs> I hit the ground hard. Yeah. But the, the only thing is, you are the, by far the best looking guy on this podcast this evening. So, so you <laughs> That's win. That's debatable. You'll have to put oh, up another poll. You win, or can you... I, one last question from me. Are you considering emigrate? It's a funny one, right? And I tell you why. Uh, very much a home bird, right? And to the point where, like, uh, I was away for a year and I saw things happening. You know, I've seen friends being away and something happening at home and it's not hopping in the, the car and driving down to Cork, not to mention it again. But it's, it's you know, it's a plane journey and, and it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a long distance. If something was to happen to someone in my family, I don't think I'd be ever be able to forgive myself. Okay. And, that was that my main thing was I don't want I want I want I want to be with my family, I want to be at home here, I want to be with my parents. Do you know what I mean? We get on really, really well. My sister's abroad, she's moving back next year. Um, and she knows what she's getting herself from her. We have her well warned. They can't afford a house. Um, they're he, my my brother-in-law's a construction worker, Patrice does a really good job as well. They have a young family, but because they're abroad. They will never get a mortgage. Well, they will, but they they, they need a thirty percent deposit. They're so they're moving into our again, family yeah. home. They're moving into our family home at home. I see. I think and, there's a lot of people going to be looking at moving abroad. And I know Vradka said the grass isn't any greener. It is greener elsewhere. But what, this what, country what is worth fighting for for young people. I agree, and that's what I wanted to say. Right? I totally could, and I've seen all my friends are going. They're all, there's always someone coming and going. I'm broke alone from going away parties. 
You know, I have some friends who've had two going away parties because they come back and they don't stay too long and they're gone again. And I could never blame them. But I'm really, really passionate about staying here and keeping it alive and keep going because we do, we like, we are like all over the world, wherever you go and you meet the Irish of the best time. Do you know? And yes, there are the ones who are going to bottle you, but you're the same in any other country. And the, the, the humor and the laugh and the crack in, in a pub in Dublin is not like anywhere else, you know, or meeting people on the street and, you know, or even in the shop the other day, you know, chatting to people behind the counter and getting into conversation. That doesn't happen anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that I would miss if I had to move again. Yeah, so Park, I have no intention of moving. Park, but I do, I do think that it might come to a point where it's my sister, my brother-in-law, their two kids. My my parents, my uncle who lives in my mom, and me living in that house in Cork. How we'll do it, I don't know. That's but, um, you know if if to 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 ever have the hope of buying my own house. That is what we're going to have to do. Yeah, I, I I just think the idea then is not a failure of because there's an end. It, there's this sort of element that if you haven't gotten this, you're somehow the problem. But but mm-hmm. listen, listen, folks, you're listening to Porgy. This man is not a problem. This man is a gift to the country. Um, um, it's, it's, the, it's the society and the state, the state that fails. So we need to make sure we do better. Um, Park, I, I am going to plug one more time. Your podcast is, is available everywhere. 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 Now. Absolutely. Anywhere you can find the podcast. And, and you interviewed your mom. I interviewed my mom. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be interviewing my dad fairly shortly. Excellent. Do now, you know I've, I've, done, I've done, how many have we done? A thousand, Tony? I've done a thousand. You show up for some <laughs> of them. Dead right. So, Dead right. so I'm, I'm interested to see. I'm going to have a listen back to yours. It's so very good. She, it's, she's yeah. a lunatic. She's, she's a lunatic. She's absolutely mad. And in, in a lovely way, book. like, yeah. Brilliant. Like, uh, There's a lovely innocence to her. But at the same time, she's the best person you can go for to, for advice. She's lived through it all. She's, you know what I mean? She's at this, that and the other happened to her. Yeah, and she's she, always smiling. She loves, the bones. She loves the bones off you, though. I'm, we've got a great, great old friendship, the two of us above everything yeah. else. I mm. couldn't have had anyone else better for the first episode. No, no loves not, the bones off to you. Listen now, just we to will, listen. yeah. No, it's like judge. asked away, they say, you can't curse in front of older people because they'll be offended. And older people have heard every curse you've ever <laughs> used yeah, and yeah, more. Yeah. And use them themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Wilson McCarthy, thank you so much for having this conversation. Gentlemen, thanks so much. It's a pleasure. Get your feet under the table somewhere. Uh, well, if, 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 if if the worst case scenario, we'll get our feet under the table to digger some evening because we owe this man a pint. It I was, love it. I it was, love it. It was an absolute pleasure to, to, to chat. Same um, to you both. Folks, I, I did. We talked about deprivation and all those rates. And, you know, I'm a nerd. The, the latest Silk report is out on the standards of um, the deprivation rates and at risk of poverty report. It's out. CSO data has come out. So Kieran Nugent is going over it. And I'm going to then get him to talk to you about uh, it. Soon. I love talking to Kieran. Kieran is just brilliant. He's brilliant. He just speaks our language. He really I, does. I, I wouldn't say brilliant, but he's he's a bit dour, but he's yeah. all right. <laughs> we'll leave it there, folks. We'll talk to you very soon. Take care. Bye bye. Tony and Martin, Martin and Tony, speaking to interesting people only. It's the Echo Chamber podcast. Subscribe now on page.